0: first mistake, nor the second mistake, nor the third mistake, nor the fifth, sixth, tenth, twelfth, but he's always been working on me. Amen. Thank God for the potter that is very patient with each and every one of us. Good to see Brother Brad, able to be in church today. Been praying for him. Ask the Lord to give him a quick recovery. We want to um, pray for like I said, all those who are sick and unable to be in church, all of those who are traveling today, summertime has struck. I, um, I was talking to my brother yesterday. I was I was coming home. I'd been up there to get a snow cone wagon, and um, I was coming home, and I was talking to him yesterday evening, and uh, he was disgruntled about all the calls that he got of everybody is going to be out of church. I said, yeah, i my voice will kind of echo in the morning in the building because there won't be enough people there to absorb the sound. I said, um, but you know, our daddy was a lot smarter than what we were. We are. I said on on uh, Labor Day was the um, the first holiday, I guess, or the holiday going into the school year. You, used to school always started like the Monday after Labor Day, and uh, then. Um, this memorial day is the first holiday after the school year he had sense enough to know that everybody wanted to go out of town and wanted to go to the lake so he just dismissed church on those weekends but <laughs> i got some got some witnesses behind that and uh, but anyway i said we just we just go on to church and fuss about everybody that's not there so i'm going to preach to everybody that's not here this morning and uh, i was listening to a preacher do a a seminar and he said, you know, sometimes being ministers, we do things that are foolish. And uh, he said, like, you know, you come to Wednesday night church and there's a lot of people that should be there that for some reason don't like to go to church on Wednesday night. He said, so you blast all those people that's faithful on Wednesday night about all those that's not there on Wednesday night. I said, well, I'm going to do better on that, so I'm going to start blasting people on Sunday morning that don't come. But anyway, no, I'm, I'm going to preach to you here in a few minutes. But we want to um, we want to uh, uh, remind you that due to Brother uh, Elliot's funeral Tuesday, uh, the ladies will be canceling prayer meeting Tuesday morning. So remember that. I want to uh, let you know I will now. Now, after I made that statement about Wednesday night, I will not be here Wednesday night, but I will be in church Wednesday night. I had to preach for Brother Hare Wednesday night, and uh, so Brother Duplessy will be preaching here Wednesday night, so be faithful to the house of God. I will be in church, and I will be preaching, just not here. Give all of you a break in the sound of a different voice, but uh, anyway, remember that, and... um, Let's be working, to see if we could get people to come to the house of the Lord. Um, I went, I, I kind of had an idea about this, and I knew uh, my brother had some uh, different concession stands and stuff. And uh, so I, I asked him, did he have one for sale? And he said, yeah, I do. I said, well, I'd, I'd like to buy one. And uh, he said, well, what, do you, what are you going to do with a snow cone stand? I said, well, we're going to have it wrapped in our God Hope deal, and we're going to take it to different areas in town and give away snow cones to try to get people to come to church and and uh, try to witness to people and have some kind of little Sunday school class for them there on the streets. And he said, well, I tell you what, if you're going to do that with it, I'll just give you one. So we went and got one, and he gave it to us, and we're thankful for that. <clears throat> And, uh, you know, uh, I, I feel like uh, Brother Ham, was. he called me this morning, I was talking to him, and uh, he asked me where I'd been this week, so I told him I'd been traveling this week. I, I uh, had to go to Junction the first of the week and get some stuff out there, and then I got back for Wednesday and uh, preached here Wednesday and left Thursday morning going after a surgery and went to Arkansas. And uh, picked that trailer up. He said, well, who's getting in the snow cone business? I said, well, it's not really a business. It's kind of like giving it away. And uh, he said, well, what are you going to do with it? So I told him, he said, yeah, he said, "Um, and try to get people to come to church. I said, yes, sir. He said, every uh, Memorial Day on on Monday, Memorial Day, said we rent a bunch of fun jumps and stuff and have a barbecue at the church and invite the community to come out. And play and and uh, the kids all come out and play and the families get together, and he said last year we had quite a crowd showed up, and one of the boys little boys come over and said brother ham, said you rented all of that stuff for us did you invite all those people, he said yes sir he said well why did you invite them we can't even get on the slide, and he said well he said we invited them where where maybe they'll you know, like what they're doing and come be in church with the Sunday. He said, Brother Ham, he said, they're probably not going to come to church. So (laughs) everybody has an opinion. And, uh, you know, I know people already say, well, it ain't going to work. And, well, doing nothing don't work. I know that. And so we're going to try to do something for the kingdom of God's sake. And uh, do anything that we can. There's a world that is sick, that is hurting, and there's still people that that are looking for answers, and they can't find it anywhere else. But we have the answer, and we need to tell about the answer that we have. I'm glad. I'm glad. I am glad I had the opportunity to be raised in an apostolic church. But I am thankful that I've had the opportunity to share my experience and see people come in that did not have the same opportunity that I've had and get the same thing that I've got. Amen. Thankful for the presence of God. Thankful for the Holy Ghost today. And uh, so if you have your Bibles, if you'll turn to Hebrews chapter number one, and uh, maybe some of the classes will be in shortly, but uh, I want to uh, talk to us for a few moments this morning. I don't know how preachy this will be brother duplissy had a preachy sermon I have more of just a teachy sermon I guess and uh, but i I think due to uh, the time of the holiday and this weekend that we are celebrating and remembering I don't know if you celebrate uh, I guess you would celebrate the heroes that have passed but Uh, I hate to call it a celebration. It's a memorial of those who uh, gave their life for the freedom that we have today. And uh, I want to talk about that some and uh, talk about some things from God today that would help us. In Hebrews chapter number 12, verse number 1, the Bible says, Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great A cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. I want to look at the very first part of this scripture. This is the starting of Hebrews chapter number 12. It says, Wherefore, Seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud, a witness. Amen. Let's, let's, uh, let's put our Bibles down. Let's lift our hands. Let's ask God to help us today. God, we need your help. We need your strength. We need your touch. We need your anointing today. I pray God that you would speak to us in this house. Help us today, God. Strengthen us today. Feed us, dear Lord, from that heavenly table. We'll give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for it. Everybody clap your hands unto the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated. I want to talk to us from the subject of heroes today. Heroes. There is, I I guess, a lot to be said About heroes, and when I was looking at this, I, I uh, looked at some different definitions and different opinions and of heroes, and and uh, I I think about heroes, and some people um, look at heroes of being Superman. Superman was a hero, even though Superman didn't need a phone booth. I don't know what he does now. And, uh, there is no phone booth anymore. Uh, <clears throat> so I don't know how he changes into his Superman outfit. Uh, but <clears throat> Superman was known as a, a hero. And, uh, different ones, uh, cartoon characters, they have many that are heroes. You have, you have, uh, stories such as Cinderella. And, uh, you have, Stories, you know, all the things that Disney has put out that has a hero that always saves the day. I guess the prince and the one that always, uh, is just always there and there's always, it, it, it's, um, I've been traveling and, and, uh, <clears throat> on a plane for hours and hours and hours. Uh, I was listening to some books and so I've, I've listened to quite a few books in the last few weeks but but I I find it very interesting that and it's always this that that a book has a hero and or you could say it as this a friend of the author and no matter what situation no matter what they go through when they are the author's friend they're always going to come out in the end they're always going to pull off some kind of heroic act and uh when they're going to pull uh victory out of sheer defeat and so i looked in in uh, what the dictionary has to say about heroes and it has those things to say about heroes but the real definition of a hero is A man or someone who distinguishes courage or ability. It is someone who is admired for his brave deeds and noble qualities. That's what a hero is. The world has its definitions of heroes and some that the world would call heroes. And, uh, for the most part, what the world would say a hero is, is one who, uh, gets on the basketball court or one who, um, runs up and down a football field. That's what the world would classify as heroes. And hundreds of thousands, and I guess in, and when the season is full in, in 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 motion, millions of people gather in stadiums across this country and and in different parts of the world and celebrate and cheer on what they call and what they describe as heroes. Hollywood has what it calls its movie stars, and people look up to them as heroes and they are known as you know people see these movies and and uh, they think that that they can actually do these things i can remember <clears throat> maybe my brother-in-law's not listening to me this morning but if he is um he got into uh martial arts uh when he was younger and quite a bit smaller than what he is at this present time, which you cannot imagine that. But when he got married, he weighed about 165 pounds. And, uh, it's hard to believe that today. But, but anyway, uh, he, he got into this and he got, boy, he was all carried away with it. And he, he, uh, he was, he was, uh, he was into all of the, the people that were great movie stars that was martial arts heroes. Um, Bruce Lee, man, he was just unbelievable. And he was convinced he was convinced that Bruce Lee could catch a bullet in his teeth. And I said, man, he can't do that. Oh, yeah, he can. It's just it's just a it's a mindset. It's your your power. And I said, yeah, a mindset. You let somebody shoot a 30 out six in your face. It don't matter what mindset you have. You ain't gonna catch it, buddy. And, uh, but, but trying to convince him otherwise and, and, uh, he could, he thought, you know, he was just so convinced and so caught up that, that they could do that. And he was, uh, he is so persuasive. And I told him, I said, man, you missed your calling in life. You should have been a salesman. And, uh, he was so persuasive. Whatever vehicle he's got, it's the best they ever made. they never made another one like it. It's unbelievable. And uh, everybody's got to have one. And, uh, before you know it, he's got rid of that one and got another unbelievable one. And, uh, so, so there is, there is people that, that have set their standards. And this is what, um, I heard someone say. And, and now I, 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 uh, I do have a little bit of patience for kids because I was a kid one time, a young person one time and, and uh, I thought sports stars were heroes and, and, um, I thought that they were the real deal and I wanted to wear their name on the back of my shirt and their number on my shirt, but my daddy would not let me, um, and uh, when I got away from Daddy, the first thing I did is I got me one with the name of somebody else and and uh, the na- the number of, of a player on it, and I wore it around. I was so proud of it. And uh, now I look back and see how foolish that was. I heard a man, a very successful businessman, say one time, another man that would wear somebody else's name on their shirt has a real problem with who he is. I just thought I'd drop that on you. But think about that next time. Uh, because, because, you know, that guy that you are promoting, you, you're saying, I don't want to be who I am. I wish I was him. And he don't know you. And if he knew you, he wouldn't care anything about you. So, so be who you are. Be who God has called you to be and be proud of what God has called you to be. So the world's definition. Now, now, the world, what we must understand, is the world never sets uh, presidents or direction for the Church of God. Amen. Amen. It never. It never. No matter what the world does, and uh, I know the news media and and uh, media in general is very powerful, and they can change directions of of whatever they want to promote. That's what people do. I understand that, but not so in the church world. There should be something that changes about us that we are able to stand up and resist. But I don't want to get too sidetracked here, but some heroes, some people that I would, I would look and I would classify as, as really people that, that were dedicated, not not just that I look up to heroes, but heroes of of a world war would be Winston Churchill. I would classify him as one that was truly a hero. Now we hear of all the heroics that he'd done and and uh, when he first stood up to Hitler and uh, he began to warn uh the House of Commune about. Hitler and said, we need to stop him. Uh, They called him a warmonger and uh, they laughed him to scorn and pretty much run him out of office. But then when they were in trouble, they, they got him back in to pull them out. But, but when it was all over and it was all said and done in different interviews and different, um, different, um, books that has been written about Churchill and uh, some calling him a great uh, hero and the hero of his time and his era. this is what Hitler or uh, excuse me, this is what uh, Churchill had to say in reply. He said, "I did not classify myself as a great person or a hero." He said it was the people that are the heroes, the men. And uh, that went out and fought in the battle. He said, I was just given the opportunity to be the lion that would give the roar to charge. And that is something about heroes. They never really, they never really describe themselves as a hero. And they never really talk about all the heroics that they have accomplished in life. So I would look at him as a great hero for actually the entire world at that time. Many heroes of World War Two. I was listening uh to President Trump yesterday giving a speech and he was he was making a a speech and he was talking about a a name that really nobody knows and when he called the name I did not recognize the name, never heard of the guy before. But he was a guy that was on a ship and uh, just a common man, and uh, they were going in in the cover of darkness, trying to cause a or, or, um have a a secret attack on the enemy, and uh, something caught fire on the boat that they were on, and uh, it was causing flames, and the man knew that it was gonna uh, they were going to be discovered because the light. Uh, that was going to be caused by the fire. And, uh, that if it got to a certain place and ignited that, that it was going to cause an explosion and many lives, American lives were going to be destroyed. So he took it upon himself. Without question, he went and he went into the smoke and to the fire and grabbed the device that had caught on fire, run it to the edge, of the ship and throwed it overboard and saved thousands of life. And the the attack was uh, successful because of one man's heroics. Now in the process, this man lost his life. And we have a memorial day today for people like that in the world and in World War II and in Vietnam, wars that have been fought Generations after generations and lives, Afghanistan and Iraq, and on and on and on of men, brave men and women that sacrificed their life for others. My mind goes back, I can't recall the name of the officer at this time, but they were in a hole. I believe it was in Iraq or Afghanistan once. And uh, the enemy had thrown an explosive device. In the place where him and the men that were under his command was at. And it was about to explode. And this man sacrificed his own life. And jumped to cover that explosive device. It blew him up. And it injured some more. But all the lives were spared except his. That's a hero. That is an American hero. That is one who sacrificed his life to where we can sit here today and enjoy the freedom that we have. Such as Patrick Daniel Tillman, a football player that had his career ahead of him, and then all of a sudden the surprise attack of 9-11 took place. This was his words and his story. He said, after that happened, I was sitting there by myself and I said, somebody ought to do something about this. Somebody, why don't somebody do something about this? He said, and there was something that went off in my brain and said, why don't you do something about it? And so he left the money. He left the fame. He left the fortune, and he went and he joined the military. I believe he became a ranger, and then he was killed in the line of duty in the military. Many stories surrounded this occasion because to the tragedy of the United States and the tragedy of the loss of Tillman, that, that it was friendly fire. But I read the story about what happened and him and his uh conrads was busted up into two different groups and uh uh because of uh I believe a vehicle broke down and so they separated well him and his group had made it out and there was no problem they had survived but then they got radio calls and they heard the the uh uh, uh bombs and guns going off and they realized that their comrades were in trouble. They turned around and went back into the line of fire, into the place of danger, and sacrificed their life, even though he was accidentally killed. Still a heroic uh, move. I know that I am safe, but somebody else is not. And they go back to help them out. Now, now this is what I call... True American heroes. I like to read stories about uh, the heroes of World War II. The men that were captured. The men that escaped. The men that were successful in things that they had done. The men that went beyond the call of duty to protect, to help, and to fight, and even sacrifice their life for this country. This is the reason why. Now, I know that this flag that is hanging behind me and the flags that we have on the yard today really are just any other pieces of cloth. Nylon is what the one behind me is made out of. I'm not sure of those outside. But what it represents, it represents men and women who have sacrificed, that have went to extremes. It gives us the freedom and the liberty to live for God, to preach God's Word, to say what we want to say and do what we want to do. There is no other place in the entire world as great as the United States of America. Let me tell you, young people, when you do go off to college, and they are trying to liberalize you, I'm not sure that that's a word, but we can put that in there. They're trying to tell you that, that, that you are, you know, that, that they are gathering together, burning the flag, making fun of men and women that have protected and fought for this country, have enough guts in you to stand up, against the liberalism of this country and say, no, I am thankful that I am an American. If you're not proud to be an American, go somewhere where you can be proud. Amen. 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 If all of these other countries are so great that they have to distribute their flag in America, they are to go back and stay in those countries. But here we have one flag. We have one God and one flag. Amen. Amen. So I would say to you today that heroes are not sports stars. And heroes are not movie stars. But the world has the idea of heroes mixed up. And they are confused about what a hero is. Our children are confused about heroes. I was listening to the radio yesterday, and I don't think that I misunderstood this, but possibly I did, but I wasn't really listening. And when the numbers come out, it kind of grabbed my attention that the San Antonio Spurs are trying to sign a basketball player, I believe uh, a point guard from um, from L.A., and um, they only have $153 million to offer him. And they're scared that that's not enough money to entice him to move to San Antonio. That's the world's way of thinking, that we can pay sports stars... And we can have, oh, help us, Lord. We can have the highest paid people on the school payroll that are teachers that most of them are coaches. <clears throat> when we can barely pay a teacher that is educating our children a salary to live by. Amen. So we aren't messed up. I was listening and, and everybody was up in the air. Trump just went on a, a world tour, I guess. And, uh, uh, they, they, they try to criticize everything he does. I don't agree with everything he does, but more than I agreed with the other one. But, but, uh, they were talking about his wife and said she got off of the plane and we have found out that she had on a jacket that cost Fifty-three thousand dollars. Now, for me, that's a little expensive to spend on a jacket. Mine didn't cost quite that much this morning, and I feel like that you could get one a little bit cheaper, a better better bargain. Wait on to go on half price at least. Uh, But but then no one would say anything. Now she he's not taking his money from the government. He already had his money before he got there. And when you got eight, 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 or nine billion dollars, I don't think fifty three thousand is too bad. But, but he, he, we, we don't. The, the news media, excuse me, the news media will go crazy about that. But at least she didn't get off of Air Force One in a pair of flip flops, shorts, and a tank top. I'm not going to say who did, but anyway, but. But they can say all they got to say about that, but when a sports star walks out with the $250,000 watch on, it is perfectly okay. And when he gets in his, his $500,000 Rolls Royce, that's perfectly fine. We are a little confused about what heroes really are some now let's let's get on down to brass tacks and and hard nails today that some think that the preacher shouldn't have anything i'm reminded of brother duplessi he's a little bit faster thinker than i am and uh, he pulled up i believe it was to arrest area or something and he got out of his his mercedes and he had a clergy sticker on the back of his car. One guy was commenting on it. He said, "A preacher in a Mercedes." Wow, Brother Duplessy looked at him. He said, "Yeah, most people know what their preachers were." Amen. You know, and 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 uh, God has blessed me beyond my my. Wildest imagination, and uh, but but people people say, oh man, you know I, I listened to one. This is the denominal preacher. Actually, I'll, I'll tell it, tell you who it is. It was T D. Jakes. He was preaching one time, and somebody was complaining about what he was driving and where he lived and all of that. He said, "Isn't it about time that we teach children you don't have to play sports to be blessed?" That you don't have to sell drugs to be blessed. You don't have to do all of these ungodly things to be blessed. That you can dedicate and consecrate your life to God. And God would smile on you. And God would favor you. And God would love you. And God would bless you. Amen. And God always uses to bless His people before He blesses His ministry. That's God's plan. You see, you see, even in biblical times, God had a a plan. And the on the when when He was dividing up the land for the children of Israel, the priesthood got nothing. God's plan is the ministry gets nothing until the congregation is blessed first. I'm reminded of a story my daddy told me. He said uh, he was telling it one time, he said, um, he said he got a good congregation. He went to Stuttgart when he was 17 years old, started a church with nobody there, and, um, he had built up the congregation. God had blessed him, and they had a hundred or so folks, and, and things were looking up, and one man was worried about what he was making, and he come to him, he said, look, said, um, we need to put you on a salary, brother buddy. Said uh, we think that you know the church would be better off and and uh, you know things would be better. You're just making too much money now and and uh, we need to put you on a salary. Daddy said, well man, that's great. I don't have any problem with that. He said, okay. He said well, we'll get some guys together and we'll talk about it and we'll decide well what what kind of salary we need to put you on. He said, but there's one clause to that. He Said you got to go back all those years that nobody paid me. And the way I look at it, y'all gonna be so far behind that you're never gonna get caught up. So, so you might not wanna do that. But, but they, they have, they have no problem. And, and that's, that's the world. Now I know none of you feel that way about the ministry, but, but the world has that problem about the ministry. You can't have anything. You can't, you can't do anything. You have to be, uh, poor. You have to be, uh, you know, just, just, Down and out. If you you get out at the post office and you dress nice, the preacher dresses too nice. If you get out and you're not dressed nice, the preacher looks like a slob. I would rather be criticized for looking nice than I would looking like a slob. So you can get used to that. But but they say nothing about they have no problem with Tom Brady being worth $180 million. And his wife being worth 380 million dollars. She, can you believe that? That she brings in more than he does? That is their net worth. Nobody has a problem with that and nobody, nobody questions that. What I'm talking about are what are real heroes today? Amen. Can you imagine someone went in after the Super Bowl and steals a sweaty, nasty shirt that a football player's been wearing for about four hours and sweaty and stinky and runs off with it. For what? Because the world is so twisted. The world is so messed up that that shirt that has those nasty sweat stains, I wouldn't even want to touch the thing. Is worth millions of dollars. Because a hero such as the world says. And I know there's good. As far as I know he's a good guy. I don't know anything about his personal life. But I'm saying these people are not heroes. Young people hear me. These people are not heroes. They are stars. There's a difference between a star and a hero. You don't hear a lot about somebody going and stealing the shirt of someone who lost their life defending this country. It's worth nothing. When it should be worth a lot more than a football jersey. Amen. Real heroes. You are around Real heroes every day of your life. You come in contact with real heroes. The Bible said that we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. What this is meaning is we are surrounded by those who have achieved, those who have accomplished, those who have done heroics, those who are real, true heroes. The Bible said that some went to the lion's den, some were sawed asunder, some did this, some did that, never receiving the promise. But then he says, we are surrounded by a great... Cloud of witnesses. Amen. Those who are real heroes are like the Apostle Paul, who said, I will sacrifice my life for the gospel's sake. Amen. Those like John the Baptist that says, No matter if it pleases you or not, you can cut off my head, but I will sacrifice my life for the gospel's sake. I come to tell you that we have real heroes that are. Here today in our midst, we have heroes that have died loving this truth, walking with God, serving God, and being what God has called them to be. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! The real heroes today are parents that raise their children. In the house of God. Parents that go to work every day and provide for their household. Parents that bow their knee at night and pray for their household. Parents that come to church faithfully to the house of God. These are your heroes, young people. It's not The sports world, it's not those who are on the cover of magazines, but it's people that surround you every day, fighting off the adversary of your soul, fighting off the spirits from your home. They are the heroes in your life. It is parents that knows how to stand up and say no. No. You're not going to bring that into my home? No! You're not going to drink that in front of me? No, you're not going to smoke that in front of me. No, you're not going to come in here looking like that. What is wrong with society today is we have the inmates running the asylum. Amen. God never gave you your children to dictate who you are and what you are. God puts you in their life to stand up and give them Holy Ghost direction. Well, I'm going to let them make their own decision. No. There's lots of things until I got out of my house I didn't have to worry about. I didn't have to worry about what time I was coming home. I didn't have to worry about who I was going out with. I didn't have to worry about what I was going to do, what I was going to wear, if I was going to like that style or not. It was all dictated. I was living under a dictatorship. Amen. Amen. When I got old enough to buy some clothes and slip off to the mall and get them, hey, I'd wear them. (laughs) I knew where not to wear them. But I'd slip them in the house and my mom would slip in my closet and she'd take her scissors and cut them in little bitty strips and hang them right back up there in the closet. You brought your ball uniform into the house, my mom would say, you think I'm going to wash that devilish thing? I ain't touching it. That's the heroes. That's the heroes that stands up for principles. Amen. There's some things that your children don't need to make a decision on. That's what you're for. Amen. Be the hero that God has called you to be. And I promise you, they won't like it at the time. I thought my mom and daddy was the most unthoughtful, ungrateful people i ever seen in my life. They were so... Man, they they did. They tried to dictate everything that I did. They watched every place that I was going. They'd take my car keys away from me. Wouldn't buy me gas to put in my car. Can you imagine that? What kind of parent would do that? Wouldn't do this, wouldn't let me go there, wouldn't let me hang out with these people. And I'd sit there and I'd be mad and I'd say, boy, I wish I had some good parents. I wish I had some understanding parents. But now, after I've grown older, I look back and what I thought was a mistake in my life I understand that God had real parents that are heroes to me today Because they knew how to say no And they knew how to pray And they knew how to go to church And they knew how to live for God Oh, it's gotten quiet now I know some of you don't agree with that parenting But... But I can tell you this, I can tell you this, when my mom and daddy died, they were five for five. Amen. God had blessed them because they knew how to say no. That's a hero. That's a hero. And I promise you today, if you will do that in latter years, they'll come back and say thank you. Thank you. Praise God. The real heroes today are elderly saints of God that has loved this truth when it cost them everything. Brother Duplessis was telling me about one lady that come to church. Her husband left her because she come to church. And she said, you know, If he was going to leave me over coming to church, he was going to find a different reason to leave me. I'm just going to keep on serving God. I'm going to keep on loving God. That's the real heroes. No, we don't have her name in lights. And her name is not on the marquee. But I want to tell you, that's heroes that have stood up against opposition. Amen. Good men of God that has fought for this truth. Not all preachers, but just solid men of God that said, hey, I love this truth. Preach it to me, preacher. If you say it, I'm going to do it. If you preach it, I'm going to live it. If God has called us, that's where we're going. That's real heroes today. Amen. Amen. Some of you young people need to change your mindset. And some of you parents need to change your mindset on what heroes are. Amen. Preachers should be your heroes. Preachers should be people that you look up to, that you respect. That you honor... That you hold in high esteem. And you say, oh, preachers don't always act like preachers. No. Sports stars don't always act like good people either. Amen. There's some bad cops. There's some bad preachers. There's some bad sports stars. There's some bad movie stars. There's some bad war heroes. Amen. But that does not diminish the fact that they have been called to do a job. Amen. They have been called of God. You need to understand, hey, If there's anybody I want my children to be like It's like a man that has dedicated and consecrated his life to God That loves God, that loves the truth You don't need to talk about the preacher Amen And if you do, don't ever do it in front of your children you ought to encourage them to give their life and consecrate their life to God. Amen. I respect, I don't agree with their doctrine at all, but I respect the Mormon religion because their children coming out of high school, they are encouraged by their parents. They pay their own way to go on The mission field, I think it's for two years, that they consecrate and dedicate their life. We are pumping our children so full of success, success, success. And I believe in success. I love success. Amen. But far more above success is God. 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 Dedication. Consecration. Live for God. If you never accomplish anything in life, serve God. Be what God wants you to be. Do a work for God. Let God use you. Amen. Amen. People that have survived. People that gave their life to God. Men like my daddy that started preaching when he turned 16. I think 16 years old. Either right before he turned 16. That dedicated their lives to God. Men like Brother Duplessis that started out at a young age committing their life to God did not have to, but they heard a call of God with no promise of what tomorrow would bring. No promise of success, but just a call of God. That are real heroes. Amen. Young men today that dedicate and consecrate their life to God. The preachers that we have that come through here. People like Brother Brad Lambeth, Amen. that's been on the mission field all his life. He didn't have to stay there, but he made a dedication and a consecration to God. I come to tell you today, church and young people, that's the real heroes of our life. That's the ones we are to respect. That's the ones we ought to grow up saying, I want to be like that. I want to do what they do. I want to go where they go. I want to be like them. Amen. Amen. I tell you, heroes today, heroes are young people that like young people that we have sitting in here. Young people like went out, nobody pumping them nobody priming them nobody encouraging them and nobody telling them they had to do it got together yesterday on their own as they do every saturday and go out on outreach that's heroic young people amen young people that i come in last night and when i pulled up in the parking lot the snow cone wagon that we had got they were out there on their own, not with me telling them, but a bunch of them was gathered around and they was cleaning, and scrubbing, getting everything ready to go. That's heroes today. It's young people that gather in this choir. Hours! They practice and try to get everything right to sing. And let me tell you why I'm saying that. It's not a time for us to sit back and relax when your young person, your grandchild, your daughter, your son is up here trying to do something for God. You ought to be like the parents at the Little league ball field. You ought to be jumping, screaming, running, hollering, Shouting, rolling in the floor. Look what my child is doing. That's mine. I'm wearing a t shirt with my baby's name on it. Why? Because they've got a desire to do something for God. Hey, Amen. I wonder what it would be like. I've seen I've seen mamas and daddies that and and grandmas and grandpas and uh, at, at the restaurant and they'll be eating and the little little guy being a in a ball uniform you know he can't even spell ball he wouldn't know what to do with one if it hit him between the eyes and they got they got a shirt on it says I'm I'm Billy's mama I'm Billy's daddy I'm Clyde's grandpa and they're so proud of who they are I wonder what it would be like in church if you would get so excited about these Heroes that sitting across his front seat. Amen. I they could be like anybody else in the world if they so choose and so desired. But they've got a desire to be in the house of God. If some parents had on a t-shirt, that's my boy, that's my girl, that's my grandson, that's my granddaughter. I come to tell you today, that's the heroes, that's the real heroes, that's the real heroes of our society. Heroes are those young people that do everything to develop their talent to give to God. Hey, Amen. I'll be here in the church during the day. Man, and I'll be sitting in my office and I can hear somebody beating the devil out of the drums. Them drums are going straight to heaven. They've had the devil beat out of them. And I'll come in here and what in the world is going on? Jonah's up there, man. He's got on headphones. He's sweating and he's beating. I said, man, hit him a little bit softer. You don't have to play quite that loud, quite that hard. He man, calm down, brother. You're going to hurt yourself. He man trying to develop and others trying to develop their talent not to use in Dixie stampede or Dixie's whatever to. The honky-tonk is, whatever that thing is out there. Amen. Not to use for some ungodly entertainment purposes, but I want to get up there. some man, I want to play the drums on Sunday night. I want to play the guitar on Sunday night. I want to play the bass on Sunday night. I want to sing a special. I, I want to do something for God. I want to testify. I want to... That is the heroes. Man, it's bad in here today. I can't even get you to shout about your own kids. The heroes. Thank you. Thank you. The heroes are the young people. Together, early, for prayer in the prayer room. Some parents would go see them play ball and be so proud about it. But would you go sit with them in the prayer room and listen at them? My Lord, listen to that That one's mine right there. That one, whoo, you hear that voice? Man, I've been with my, my brother a coon hunting, he'd say, Woo, you hear that, you hear that, you hear that dog right there? That's mine. I said, Man, they all sound the same to me. No, but but we, we get so confused on what heroics really are until we let them slip through our hands and we realize, hey, we had something and really didn't even know it. We had something and we let it slip through our hands and we wonder what happened. When it could be if we promoted them a little bit more. I know some of you, oh, we have them young people up there singing. You were a young people one time. And if we don't develop new talent, we'll all be singing Church of Christ style. Well, that ain't about right. That's just right. Just loosen up your shoe a little bit and you can get it on. It'll fit after a while. Amen. But those are real heroes. And we need to encourage our heroes today. The heroes are not the point guard for the Sealsby State champion Tigers. The hero is not the quarterback on the football field. But the hero is the one that stands up against the grain and walks down the hallway in their clothes looking like a godly man or a godly woman that don't pull up their dress when they go to school, Amen. or pull up their sleeves when they go to school. But they say, I'm proud to be a Christian. I'm proud to be apostolic. That is the real heroes. Young people that say, I'm not going to smoke that. I'm not going to drink that. I'm not going to inject that in my arm. When the world is screaming, go ahead and do it. When society says it's okay, they still stand up and say, no, I'm not going to do it. That's heroes. And I'm done. But I want you to understand today. As the world looks at heroes, is not the way that church looks at heroes. And what the problem is, it's when the church starts describing heroes such as the world describes heroes. When the church starts saying, oh, that's my hero. Man, look what they can do. Look what they've got the ability to do. No. There's a difference between talent and a real hero. There's a difference between sports and real life. There's a difference between Hollywood and real life. There's a difference between Disney World and real life. We are surrounded by heroes today. The Bible says that we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Let us lay aside these things that have hindered us. Let us lay aside these things that have blocked us. Let us lay aside these things that have come against us. And let us look at the cloud of witnesses. There's a church already in the grave today that's screaming, you can make it. God has a church on the hillside that's screaming, you can make it. There's young people that's already been where you've been, young people, and they're screaming, "Your name, you can make it. You don't have to fit into what society says you have to do. Parents when you don't know what to do, there's parents that are laying on the hill in the grave saying, "Just keep doing what's right. Just keep praying, keep being faithful. Keep a steady hand. You can make it. You can be a hero. There is something that all heroes have in common. All heroes have this in common. They are ordinary people that do extraordinary things. They're all ordinary people. They're all ordinary. They're all just like you. They're all just like me. They're all just normal people. But the moment comes when they go beyond what is the normal and they do something extraordinary. That's what makes a hero. Now it's easy to give in. And it's easy to go with the flow. And it's easy to stick your finger in the air and see which way the wind is blowing and go whatever way the wind is blowing. But it's difficult to stand up against the grain and say, I refuse to do that. Let's all stand today. Let's all lift our hands and ask God to help us in this place right now. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, somebody lift your voice right now. Lift your voice right now. Lift up your voice right now. God, in your name, help us today. Help us today, Holy Ghost. Help us today, Holy Ghost. We need you, Lord. We need you. Why don't somebody reach out to the Lord right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lest us children of God, make sure we get excited about the right things. You want to come out, step out from where you're standing, make your way to this front and say, God, help me. Help me when my time comes. Help me to stand for what's right. Help me to do what you would have me to do. Hallelujah. Could never, hallelujah, never hallelujah, hallelujah Praise God, praise God Help us, Holy Ghost Hallelujah, Jesus Somebody lift your voice to the Lord right now to Almighty God We need, you Holy, just we go need go you, Holy Ghost We need you, Holy Ghost We're depending on you, God to be and to do what you would have us to do.